Hello, this is Robert Rickover at Body Learning. Today my guest is Mastena Nazarian, who is an Alexander Technique teacher in Melbourne, Australia. She has um, a, a fairly diversified teaching practice, but she does, to some extent, specialize with alle- alleviating, helping her students alleviate uh, pain and anxiety issues. And we're going to talk today about um, teaching and learning with the Alexander Technique, and particularly for people who are adult learners learning a new skill, and also for people who teach adults new skills. Uh, Mastana, welcome to the program. Oh, thank you very much. Well, it's a pleasure to talk to you again. And, Likewise. And before we get into our topic, could you give our listeners a, just a short description or definition of the Alexander Technique? Sure. Alexander Technique is a system for studying how we relate to life. Um, so it's not the only system for studying how we relate to life, but um, Alexander's journey was a a good sort of meats and potatoes solid <laughs> uh, set of principles came out of that that uh, inform how best to learn something new. Right, and and I, I think maybe the word you were looking for was practical, down to earth. Yeah, sure. Uh, he was Alexander had a very specific problem he needed solving. And he was a practical, down-to-earth guy, and he figured out how to solve it, and he figured out how to uh, how to teach others to solve similar problems. I guess maybe hmm. that'd be a good way to put it. Sure. Yeah. Okay. And you you have uh, I'm assuming an interest in um, in I guess what could be called adult learning. I believe the adult learning that you might be referring to from time to time is uh, you're studying Aikido, is that right? Yeah, I've had an interest in it for quite a while and um, I've been studying it for about a year Mm -hmm. and it helps me understand how I relate to life Mm -hmm. and it also helps me understand um, how I relate to learning music and writing music, so I think that an aspect of teaching teaching and learning, it's also um, unlocking creativity, really. So mm-hmm. it helps me with that as well. So Right. And so from the point of view of a student, who, uh, an adult who is, is going to study a new skill, and in your case it was Aikido, but I assume this could be anything, swimming, carpentry, gardening, mm. the mm. works, right? Yeah, yeah. Any a new skill? What is it that what is it that Alexander Technique principles have to offer such a person that would would help that process? Well, important one is what creates the desire to want to learn something new. So, learning Aikido for me, it's not always um, it's not always easy to show up at the, the at the dojo. Sometimes I'm dealing with uh, family and maybe underslept or something like that. Maybe my body's a little bit sore. But I keep going back to what 
created the original desire to want to learn this new thing. And I believe that Alexander was driven by that as well. He had the desire to express. He had the desire to overcome his um, voice problems. So throughout throughout his um, his I suppose failings when he was developing a new understanding of how he was reacting to the desire to speak, uh, that that desire also drove him. He's like, well, I'm not going to give up. Yeah, that didn't work. Okay, let's see how we can look at it differently. Um, let me let me try this again. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Let, let me let me see if I can learn something from observing others. Um, and that journey is beautifully uh, laid out in his writing. So that is that that intention to learn something new for me goes back to an intention to want to expand my awareness, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. my awareness of what my habits are. Mm-hmm. And uh, so learning with the Alexander Technique principles um, is for me to experience what my habitual responses are to any event. Now, this is ongoing and it can be, you know, wow, that's pretty pedantic. You have to be like really focused on everything all the time. Did I move this way? Did I move that way? But by by choosing uh, something that I love, I just really love Alexander, uh, Alexander Technique, yes, and I love applying these principles to Aikido and music learning. So because there's a the deep intention and love that drives the practice, I can create sort of an ease in this focus. So it's not sort of a tightening down to focus on the learning. It's kind of like, wait, let's be present. I'm here because I want to expand my awareness. If I tighten down, then that's going to get in the way. So how can I just be just sort of settled, available as I'm being presented with the new information and being presented with the opportunity to practice? Um, so can I, can we just pause for a moment? Uh, um, I think it might help our listeners to know a tiny bit about Alexander's uh, self-discovery process and what the mm-hmm. issue was that he was confronting. Yep. Um, it, I, I'll, I could just briefly summarize it as saying that he was a reciter, a kind of a Shakespearean reciter in the era before PA systems. And in an attempt to get his voice to the back of uh, of, of performance halls, he, um, he while he was very talented, uh, he also would tend to lose his voice, or he would start gasping for breath. So his vo- he, he he had vocal issues that that plagued him, and he he uh tried all sorts of things including seeing doctors and vocal coaches and at at one point he he came to realize that he probably was doing something to cause the problem and mm. he set out investigating the what it was he was doing and how he could stop doing it which turned out to be a fairly lengthy investigation it went on over a period of a few years and uh, required quite a bit of perseverance on his part. And as yes. as you pointed out, and I had never really put this together in quite that way of looking looking at it, it was his really strong interest in the theater 
that drove him to be a performer and got him out of Tasmania and, and onto on the mainland of Australia where he would have a more appreciative audience. And it, and it was that same strong desire to continue be, to be a success in that field that caused him to made him willing to devote the time and energy to figure out how to solve a problem that if he had decided not to stay in the theater probably would not have been a big issue in his life. That's right, yeah. You know, he could have gone into a he could have become an accountant and mm. no one would ever have known. <laughs> right? Yeah, well, I mean, it, it, it's fantastic because when I talk about adult learning, yeah. um, Aikido, Aikido is an extremely complex system, mm -hmm. but the the pedagogy, the ba the way it's being taught and learned, is always simplifying. Mm -hmm. And um, and if I go in there saying I'm going to get this right, I'm going to get this, I'm not going to make any mistakes, mm -hmm. then that's going to really impede my ability to learn it. So, and a pivotal, a pivotal aspect uh, that comes out of Alexander finding out how to solve his problem, and it's an important part of uh, learning to apply the Alexander Technique process, is noticing the range of choice mm -hmm. at the yeah. critical moment. He uses the words at the critical moment of, have, of having decided to take action. Right, right. And then at the same time, having the ability to choose and this might um, sound like might not be useful for anyone who doesn't want to become a great actor but still if you want to learn how to do the hula hoop how to swing the hula hoop again as an adult something that most of us as kids you get to be adults go like uh how do i do this it's mm -hmm. just about improving the kinesthetic sense improving that um, ability to see ourselves in space, notice how much effort we need to balance. And mm -hmm. uh, hula hooping came, came up, uh, but it's a good example of we really need to actually lose balance to learn to hula hoop. We need, if we fix our ankles, fixing our knees, fixing our hips, fixing our legs, fixing our arms, fixing our breathing, well, nothing's going to go around <laughs> our waist. Right. So it's it's learning right. how to how to let the hula hoop drop that gives us a right insight into why it doesn't go around. So it's so, it's, it's it's experimenting. Exactly. It's saying so, yeah. I could I have a choice of things that mm. I can uh bring to bear on the situation yep. and and I'm, I'm going to try this one and see what happens mm. and I I may fail miserably. But I'll learn something from that. Mm. And, so yeah. yeah. So I've come up with uh, seven very quick uh, principles that I use. I might not use all seven of them every time I'm at the dojo. Mm -hmm. But it helps me to focus my learning process in an expanded sort of way. All um, right. We're going to have seven, right? Yeah. So the first one is make mistakes. Yes. And that helps me to challenge what feels right. And that's exactly what Alexander had to do. He had to challenge what felt right in the relationship between his head and neck mm -hmm. as he was observing himself and all of that. Second one is, we mentioned this before, is experimenting and challenging 
to get a better insight of my, what my habits are. <clears throat> Excuse me. So um, that's a really lovely one. And with Aikido, I'm, it's partner work. You know, someone, for, for other people, it could be yoga, it could be anything. What I love about Aikido is you're working with another person's nervous system. Um, I work with people who've had way more experience than me. I work with people who had a little bit less and about the same. And once I realized that the person who's standing out the front teaching is there to make mistakes and is mm -hmm. there to experiment and the person I partner with is doing the same thing, we forget about getting it right. And immediately the sensory awareness expands. We can feel better, we can sense better, we can have more choices. So mm -hmm. the third one mm -hmm. is um, form an image of an activity before moving. Uh, they use the word extension or extending in Aikido language. Mm -hmm. Alexander used the word directing. Um, so forming an image of what the, what it, where your feet need to go, where your arms need to go, what's coming at you before moving. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to not it, to exclude the idea of flow, but you might have to slow it down. Right. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that that can that can apply to learning com conversational French. Mm -hmm. if, you, if you want to get it right, you just won't open your mouth. <laughs> right, right, right. And and forming an image of what you want to say, what you want to express, using the words that you have at that time, and making the mistakes so that you can that your partner who maybe knows more French than you can can help you out. Uh, mm -hmm. But if you if if you want to do that outside of the experience, outside of the flow, then you're not really dealing with your habits. You're just going to like, oh, yeah, 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 let me just stop and get it right. And then I'll open my mouth and, you know, learn how I can express this idea in my new language better. Mm -hmm. um, the fourth one is patience before force. So in Aikido, uh, it's, a, it's very much a response to stimuli kind of modality. Mm -hmm. So a person is um, is uh, giving me pressure. So they're, they're giving me opposition. So I can basically, there's two main, main forms. I can either redirect by turning their energy. I can redirect by entering into their energy. And if I try to do that with my habitual way of responding to, you know, force coming at me, so if I try to do that muscularly, I always end up tightening my body, tightening my sense, sensory awareness, tightening my vision, tightening my breath, all of that. So if I can say, this person is actually here to practice with me, I can be patient and figure out a new way to deal with this problem before applying force. Mm -hmm. I think that this really relates to uh, what Alexander discovered about the, re the relationship of the head to the spine, head, neck, and spine, is that if he tried to force his head in a, and, and take it muscularly in a, in a new place, he was actually doing weird stuff to his neck. Right, <laughs> right. And this is all this is all laid out in his journey, fantastically written in uh, a book by him called "The Use of the Self." Chapter one: Evolution of uh, the Technique. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, 
and he talks about that. He yeah. says, well, yeah. when I tried to do this way, what I thought I was doing, it was actually giving me the opposite results. Right. And so uh, I think one of your earlier principles related to the idea that what feels right may not be right. Mm. Mm. That was certainly that, a big exactly. discovery that he made early on. I think I think it's something to do with the I think it relates to the fight and flight syndrome. When I really love something, I get excited. So mm-hmm. I can really get worked up about it or I can say, wait a minute, have a little bit of patience here and you can still get excited. Then I'm working from a more centered place. Now that doesn't mean that I'm fixed. That means paradoxically that I have a wider range of choices in going out of balance. So I think what made it really happen for Alexander is that at that critical moment of being faced by the punch or the the, the sword or whatever it was. Um, the stimulus to, to get up in yeah. front of a lot of people and start reciting Shakespeare. Yeah, that's right. He, yeah. he had to say, well, if I fix, I'm going to lose my voice. But if I allow for the ability to lose my balance. Yes. Uh-huh. And then, wow, okay, that's interesting. And I think we definitely can experience that in learning how to swim, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. learning new language, learning new skill. Um, So where are we up to? So number five, give up the need to be original. (laughs) Mm -hmm. This this is a really big one for for someone like me who... uh, uh, you know, lived, lived in different countries, had to learn a new language as, uh, you know, uh, in, in grade seven and uh, get everything right. And so I had to come up with really, I always felt like I had to come up with really tricky ways to solve problems. Mm-hmm. And, uh, now I'm realizing that the answer resides in the question. And so if I just noticed that in order for me to redirect my Aikido partner's energy, I just need to actually redirect my own energy. It's just really simple. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right, right. <laughs> so if I just think of directing myself towards where their their head and neck meet, and directing myself in the same same way, it just seems to sort of be a little bit easier. So, right, right. Um, the, so the correct response is in the stimulus. I think it goes back to what made Alexander get in trouble his voice was exactly the thing that um, had driven him the love and the intention and it was the exact the exact sort of thing that made him stay persistent to the learning to undo his habit right uh, yeah so number six is noticing that what the unifying elements are this is a great one especially in learning Aikido because um, different people will have different warm-up exercises, they'll have different ways of approaching, teaching the same technique and all of that. And so it's easy to get confused and that confusion is actually quite golden because you can be like, wait a minute, they all had this overall sense of direction about how they did this. So it's okay to have your own personal style as long as you're staying true to what's correct. Mm-hmm. And this really m- makes sense because someone might, someone who does Aikido with me might have scoliosis, they might have a funny, had many accidents with their hip joints, they might walk wobbly and stuff, 
But if I let the 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 outer way that someone moves uh, color my idea of what it is that they're imparting and forget about the underlying sense of direction that they're working with, then that can get a bit confusing. So I try to go back to, wait a minute, I see unifying elements here in the way the person is directing themselves. And number seven, make a plan, follow through, stay committed, and at the same time, staying, stay in the moment. Uh, often for t learning techniques, I really have to slow things down. This would apply for learning your language. But if I forget to stay in the moment, then I can't put the whole picture together. Mm -hmm. So this goes back to what Alexander talked about in his uh, directions for uh, getting a better coordination for the head, neck, and back. He called it the primary control. But mm. the last thing that he imparted was all together, one after the other. Mm -hmm. I think that's really, really important in learning how to hula hoop. Um, my mom doesn't know how to ride a bike. Mm -hmm. should, should she want to learn? <laughs> right. If she, if she breaks it down, it break, breaks down that, that, uh, that, that place of you know, balance, learning how to balance yourself on two wheels. If she breaks it down really, really, really to small, tiny elements, then she won't have the experience of it, of right. actually getting him, getting herself to a place where she'd be able to fall because that's really only the, the place that you'd be able to have balance. Does that make sense? Well, you, yeah, balance implies uh, possibility of falling. That's I right. Guess. Yeah, you're right. Well, um, to if if I could just... Um, attempt a very brief uh, overview of those of, of those principles they all in one way or another relate to the basic discoveries of alexander and to and to the kind kind of discoveries that uh, an alexander technique student would make for themselves i think fairly quickly if they had some mm. alexander lessons right yeah, absolutely. I mean, and yeah, they're they're they may sound a little I mean, they may not make total sense if you're listening to this with no Alexander experience, but if you have a little bit of Alexander experience, they make total sense and and again in a very practical down-to-earth way. They're not mm. uh, sort of theoretical principles that are up there on, uh, in the clouds somewhere. I mean, they they are very practical ways of learning how to move and learning how to improve the quality of your posture and coordination and so on. And certainly yeah. very practical if you then need to take on some new movements that were unfamiliar or some new skills that are unfamiliar, they can mm -hmm. be extremely useful for that. And I mm -hmm. think your principles are kind of encapsulating a lot of Alexander's the general ideas applied specifically to this task of learning a new skill. Mm, yeah. Does that sound uh, good? Yes. <laughs> yes a, I, yeah, I think what, what, what happens for me is that um, the reason I show up at the, at the dojo in the, to learn Aikido is so I can be 
more aware of how it is that I'm doing the very simple things of daily living. Right. And, right. and in, in, in an Alexander teaching, Alexander technique teaching and learning situation, we sometimes, some people use uh, the, the practice and the activity of sitting and standing into a chair uh, as, as a model for learning. It so can be a model for learning, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So noticing what unifying, unifying elements I can carry from that experience, experience of uh, looking at the activity of sitting and standing with a teacher into how I brush my teeth, how I lie in bed, and you know, my, myriads of different things that happen throughout the day. Right. So for me, for me, Aikido is not learning in itself, and Alexander Technique is not in itself. It's just, it's just about expanding the awareness. Right. Well, you don't usually learn the Alexander Technique to learn the Alexander Technique. You, <laughs> I've hardly ever met anyone who uh, came for that purpose. It, you know, you learn the Alexander Technique in order to do something you want to do better or to exactly. be in less pain or, or whatever. I think this might be a good time to to bring our conversation to uh, a close. Um, okay. My uh, my guest today has been um, Mastena Nazarian, and if what we've been talking about intrigues you, and especially if you are either a, 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 a someone who is learning a new skill or thinking about learning a new skill. Or if you're someone who teaches, uh, particularly adults, learning learning new skills, and what we've talked about intrigues you, intrigues you, uh, and you happen to live in the Melbourne, Australia area, we'll put a link to Mustana's website by the interview. And if you, for any reason, don't live in Melbourne, Australia, we'll put a link to a site where you can find uh, an Alexander teacher. Uh, uh, pretty much anywhere in the world. So, Mastena, thank you so much for this. Thank you, Robert.